you know, when most of the guys that show up and you go in and they drop in the first time the weather gets nasty, you know, they're ready to, to pack up and head home. If, if you want to kill a sheep with a bow, don't bring a rifle. And if you want to kill a sheep, don't bring a bow. That was so much fun. I mean, I could have done that for two weeks. An absolute giant came down the ridge and he stops at 40 yards. Welcome to the Hoyt Bowhunting Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Boland. Today, I'm joined by Tyler Reidenauer, who had a pretty incredible hunt recently in New Zealand and uh, did some uh, bow hunting out there that we want to talk about. Sounds extremely exciting. Tyler, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having us. Yeah, man. It's, uh, it, you know, we haven't met before, Tyler, but I, I know we have some friends in common and, and some things like that. So it's, it's good to finally meet you. And yeah, uh, good to meet you as well. Yeah, man. I it's you know, just you know, we, we caught up just for a couple minutes before the call about New Zealand, and I'm like, dude, you gotta stop talking because this is like too exciting. We gotta get this recorded. So um really sounds really amazing out there. Obviously, you know, uh I you know, you see a lot of opportunities out there to go hunting, and and I haven't personally been. It's it looks like incredible but it's nice to be able to talk to somebody and get like a firsthand account of like how it goes down out there. So is was this like, when did you go? Uh, so we left the end of March, started hunting the first of April. Okay. Just now. Right. Like a couple yeah. months ago. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. Cool. And where are you? You're, you're from Michigan, right? Yeah. 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 Southern okay. Michigan. Cool. Cool. And so, so you go out to New Zealand and it's like, Complete. I mean, pretty different from Michigan. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's gorgeous. It, it's gorgeous. I mean, everywhere you go, it just looks like a postcard. And it's really the, everything you hear and all the stuff you've seen from the Lord of the Rings movies and all that. It's it's true. I mean, it kind of blows your mind driving around. It's like this is wow. a real place. <laughs> is it kind of like um, like you've been to Hawaii? Is it, it is it kind of like that? I have. It's. If not, I mean, I've been to the North Island and the South Island. The North Island okay. is probably a little bit more like that tropical feel, and it's still rolling. Now that it gets cold, right? It's like has yeah, yeah, everything's, yeah everything's opposite of here. So yeah, yeah the South right. Island. Um, I went to the North Island in '16. We went back to the South Island this time. And that's okay. where I knew if I went back, I wanted to go to the South Island. That's where the big mountains are. You know, it's all the you know the Southern Alps, and yeah, yeah. it's big, rugged stuff. I mean, comparing the two would be like comparing like the rolling hills of Kentucky to you know the Bertus. I mean, oh, wow. okay. yeah, yeah, <laughs> in the yeah, West Coast, yeah, and the West Coast of the South Island really reminded me a lot of Alaska. Um, I mean, just mm -hmm. nasty weather. It's right on the Tasman Sea but probably nice. a little bit nastier stuff as far as the Alpine stuff goes. I mean, just, there's a lot of it, that there's no way you could access unless you have climbing gear. That's awesome. So you hunted the North Island in 16, you were there hunting or there for something else? Yeah, we were there hunting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool, so, cool. And did you yeah. hunt some of the same species both times? Yeah, we hunted uh, red stag primarily. Red stag. My wife could have killed a fallow deer while we were there in sixteen. Okay. Um, yeah, but yeah. you know, the, to hunt the mountain animals, the the tar and the sham, it's just it's not an option. They're not there. Okay, so that's South Island stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, the tar and chamois look amazing. Like 
you know, going to SCI or whatever, you see them, the life size mounts, and you're like, those are like amazing looking animals. Like, yeah, they're it, so you cool. know, like mountain goat hunting. And you know, I love mountain goat hunting. It just that it, it looks like they live in gnarly terrain, just the way they're built. It, it would be really fun. Yeah, they're a super cool animal, super unique. And yeah, I mean, so that was part of the hunt then. Yeah. You, 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 so what all did you guys do and who was there? How did, how did it go down? So this was actually originated like back right when COVID got started. Um, uh, our local SCI chapter held the, actually held our, our fundraiser that year, right before everything locked down. And my father in law and my dad both bought a hunt with the same outfitter. Uh, my dad bought a stack on my father-in-law bought like a New Zealand package type hunt. Um, yeah. so I knew, you know, okay, they both got to hunt with the same outfitter. I kind of said, my, I'm going to try to go with them. You know, this would be a pretty cool opportunity for all of us to go. So I believe it was two years later, I ended up buying the same auction with the same outfitter. So we all went and then my wife, my mom and my mother-in-law went as well. So it was a big family trip. Oh, wow. we rented Rented a 13 passenger van and two nice. around. <laughs> you guys had the in-laws, like, you know, your in-laws and her in-laws yeah. all mm-hmm. on the same trip. Are they friends? They don't. They are now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they don't really do it. Yeah. Like they don't do a lot of stuff, you know, yeah. here at home, but I mean, they've always gotten along well, but yeah. I, mean, I, was, I was a little nervous going into it. Dude, sure, I would be know? nervous. <laughs> yeah. Two weeks and everybody stuck together. Like, oh, yeah. so this goes all right. And it went great. I mean, everybody's That's too cool. crazy going. Yeah. It was yeah. a really cool opportunity. So the, um, so the stuff in the, in the lower country, you know, the stags and what else did you hunt? Uh, fallow deer. Fallow deer and stag. Okay. So yeah. you guys, you guys, how, how was that? You, you bow hunted that stuff, I imagine. Yeah. 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 And that was, cool. were you the only bow cool. hunter on the trip? Uh, no, my dad bow hunted as well. Okay. Yeah, he, ended, right he ended up to using the rifle for his stag, but he killed a really, really good fallow deer the last day with his bow. So super happy for him. Nice, man. Nice. And so is that yeah. like spot and stock hunting or stand or how, how are you doing that? Yeah, everything's spot and stock. And it was right at the peak of the rut, which over there, they yeah. kind of use like they use the animal's vocalization instead of the word rut. So like they call like the stag rut is the roar and yeah. the fallow right. rut is the crow. Um, and they were going, you know, so it's cool. And where we like the lodge, if you want to call it, it wasn't really a lodge because the guy we, we hunted with, it's not a, it's not a five-star lodge with a chef and all that. Um, yeah. He's, yeah, yeah. he's just a down to earth blue collar, you know, kind of guy who loves to hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, just stayed in little cabins that were like converted shipping containers, you know, with pot belly stoves oh. in them. And it was awesome. But, you know, yeah. we're right on the, the deck every night having a fire and you could just hear the stags going nuts. And oh, it was really awesome. Really cool. And all spot and stuff. The stags are kind of lazy, but the fallow deer, my God. I mean, for somebody that loves the meal deer hunt, mm-hmm. I don't know if you could get enough of it. It's just, yeah. it was, it was so much fun. So, so I could, I could, why do you say that? I mean, are you, are you like glassing them up and stalking or what are you doing? Yeah. 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 Okay. Glassing them. Yeah. Just, I mean, it just felt like we were meal deer hunting. Yeah. yeah. It was a lot of in. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. a lot steeper terrain than the stuff we've hunted before. Uh, okay. In and it actually lent itself to bow hunting a little bit more steep, but lots of scrubby patches of, you know, what they call monkey brush. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was just, we had so me and my dad for three days. That's all we did. It was just stock after stock. And it was, you know, there's a lot yeah. of animals. It was just so much fun. If you're not being picky, you can get a lot of stocks and, and just, uh, we had a yeah. blast. And they're, they're, they're pretty like 
They're on edge, right? The fallow deer. Yeah, yeah, and they're actually they're super aggressive, like way more aggressive than the stags. I'll actually run yeah. the stags off. The guy was telling us, which I was surprised to hear. Yeah, so that's interesting. You know, I, I I've hunted um, axis deer in Hawaii a few times, and and I, I walk away from that hunt. I hunted on Molokai on you know like six thousand acres of bow hunting only uh, land. Mm-hmm. It's really cool, and you get. So the axis deer, and I don't know, I'm curious if it's like this, but I walk away from that hunt saying that nothing would make me a better bow hunter than doing this continually because yeah. you're hunting an animal. That's it's like a white tail on crack as far as right. like how jittery and jumpy they are, but you get 30 stocks a day. Right. So you get like constant repetition on extremely difficult stocks on, you know, eventually it's going to happen because just the sheer quantity of stocks, but right. you know, you're, you're, you're constantly honing your skills. You know, like I was, I'm shooting, I'm, I'm hitting a branch. I'm, I'm making all these mistakes that like, it's okay because I just make another stock, but right. like you don't get that many opportunities to make those mistakes nor, you know, hunting in, in North America. Right. Yeah. Did you absolutely. Feel that? I mean, you, you mentioned you're stalking all day long. I mean, do you feel you like your bow hunting skills getting like better? Yeah, there? yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And I've, I've hunted axis as well on, on Maui. And it's, I mean, they don't, they don't compare to axis there. I don't think anything is as skittish as an axis deer. Okay. Uh, okay. But, but gotcha. yeah, just as far as, you know, in the game, you know, not just sitting behind glass, you're actually making moves on animals. You know, it's, you can't replace it, you know? And the time of the year is great, right? There's nothing to do here except maybe go out, you know, shoot coyotes or, you know, if turkey right. season's open in your area, but it's, yeah, a so point. it's a great, great opportunity, you know? Yeah. It's a great point. So how many days were you guys, you know, hunting, we'll call it the lowlands or what, what do they call it? The, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. The hunting for the stag and fallow deer. Yeah. So how many days were you guys doing that? Lower country. Um, I think probably six, seven days. So okay, cool. we did, we had a, we had a weather window in the middle. So we hunted a couple of days and then drove about three and a half hours to the West coast where okay. we hunted the tar and chamois. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Just stayed there for a couple of days and then made the drive back. And yeah. Hunted a, hunted a few more days. All in all, we hunted 10 days and we were there for two weeks. That's awesome. So what was that country like where the tar and chamois were? It's rugged. I mean, the alpine stuff is insane. It's just sheer rock. But like the canyons leading up to it, it's the thickest stuff. I mean, it's worse than elders in Alaska, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, are these mountains like, like navigable? Like, could you like say, okay, I'm going to start at this end and I'm going to, tra- you know, hit the ridge and traverse the ridge? Or is it like beyond that? No, you'd have, you, you can't run ridges. I mean, it's, it's so steep and so it's so jagged. You've got to come down, you know, wow. into that vegetation and then you get into the vegetation and it's, I mean, it's like you're going through a cargo net. Yeah. 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 And to the point where you just, you're pushing through it and it's all you can do. I mean, that single day was, that's like probably the most exhausted I've ever been at the end of the day of hunting. Wow. I mean, wow. just deep. So you get into the, you know, the draws that have got creeks and stuff in them and it's just so choked out. You know, you can't, you know, the guy's two feet in front of you. I couldn't even see him. It's Seriously. <laughs> so thick. But yeah, then as soon as you get out of the, out of the bush, you're in cliffs. Yeah. 
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. There'll be a little band, you know, where it's grass and, you know, yeah. kind of starts to thin out and then, and then it's rock. And, and you're saying yeah, that's fun. It's a blast, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, the kind of stuff I love. Yeah. Yeah. So where, so you must then you, you must be glassing from the bottom somewhat or are you getting close, close to the, the Alpine and then glassing up. That's what we did initially. So we got dropped. The chopper dropped us like right at first light, probably three quarters of the way up a canyon where it was mm -hmm. starting to thin out and you could okay. see little pockets. Yeah. And, you know, we glassed, we'd move, we'd glass, we'd move. And then we knew we had to try to get picked up in this meadow in the bottom of the canyon around three o'clock because we knew we were going to have wind, uh, weather coming in. Uh, okay. So, yeah. you know, so we ended up getting, we ended up getting cliffed out having to make a big loop around. And then there was a, just a, a bunch of fingers, uh, drainages going down, forming this creek. And we ended up hopscotching over all those. And it was just exhausting. It's all washed out with vegetation over it. So you take a step yeah. and sometimes your foot would go down six inches and sometimes you drop three feet. Jeez, so man. it was just yeah. getting banged up. And we ended up not making it. The chopper came in and picked us up on a giant rock in one of those drainages. Wow. Which I, did, yeah. I couldn't believe. The guy said, he can land here. He's not going to be happy about it, but he can land here. And sure enough, he did. <laughs> That's crazy. So did you, did you find yourself in like exposed situations where like, you know, like I shouldn't be here. I could die kind of stuff. Not quite that bad, but if we, if we'd had more time, you would have figured out how to get into that. Yeah, we were we were on the edge of it. That's when we had we knew that we knew we had to turn around. So we knew if we kept yeah. going, we just didn't have the time yeah. to, to get to anywhere that was they were going to be able to land. So, dude, nothing puts me in a worse mood than when I have a bow in one hand, my backpack pulling me backwards, and I'm like death gripping with my fingernails the freaking rocks, and thinking I'm going to fall. Like I hate right. that stuff. Like, it, it's like, I always ask myself, like, well, how did I get into this spot? Like, this sucks. Like, yeah. it, it's real. I mean, you gotta, it, that country, it, it sneaks up on you too. Like, because you yeah. get further and further into, I don't know about that country in particular, but, you know, mountain hunting in general is, I mean, you get stuck sometimes in bad spots. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And over there, it's, it's easy to do just because it's so thick, you know, you can't see a lot, you know, it's yeah. everything's just so covered up with all that thick brush. And then it's, you know, you're in it and you go, Oh my, you know, yeah. this is the rock face underneath here. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it's like, and then how did I get here? You know, right. You, you, you there's sometimes you like get in the only way you can get out. Right. And <laughs> yeah, I've, I've looked at my GPS before, like, okay, how did I get into this mess? I got to retrace my steps here because this is nasty. But right. Goat hunting is the worst, but yeah. Well, that's, that's cool. So, uh, how did, 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 did you kill a tar? How did, how did it all go down? Yeah. So I ended up killing a tar, um, a tar, a chamois, a red stag and a fallow. I was dead set killing a tar with my bow and with all of us hunting and the weather window, I, the guy pretty much said, you know, we've got today. And I came uh, close, yeah. came to full draw on, on one tar. Um, up was, you know, we're just sneaking along. He was up on a cliff, 64 yards and pulling through the shot. And he ducked over the backside of the ridge. Uh, and, you know, that, that was that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then, and then we, it was shortly after that, we got into the whole cliffed out situation and it just kind of turned into a figure out 
how to get to a place where we could get out of here. Yeah. Um, and then flying out the meadow that we were headed to, this lush green meadow in the bottom, there's a tower standing in it, eating grass. Oh, wow. So they, they will go into, <laughs> they'll, they'll leave the cliffs. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently. They'll be in that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know the guys that they like to stay like in those creek bottoms when it's, you know, it gets warm, it's cool down there. They can drink yeah. and there's obviously lots of vegetation, but I didn't expect there to be one standing in that, you know, the open meadow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we bailed out of the chopper and the guy said, forget the bow graphic gun, you know, Okay. So yeah, it was a gun and it was, it was still fun. You know, it was a good, it was a really good. Absolutely. Day yeah. But I'll, I'll definitely be back. Um, you know, I kind of, once I get my mind made up on something, I'm going to do it. So I'm hoping yeah. 26, I'll go back and be so able to 26, go. You're going to kill a tower with a bow and a chamois. That's, that's the plan. Just yeah, the, nice. I, the tower is all I really care about. I just okay, want to kill okay. a tower with yeah, my bow. Yeah. 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 The that's chamois awesome. was just kind of icing on the cake. We had to fly out, you know, about a half hour anyway to get back to the to the pad mm-hmm. so well we'll go up this ground this ground see if we can't see a chamois on the way by so and we did end up killing a oh, chamois cool. and yeah right when i did it was that weather window definitely hit it was starting to get fogged in and we had to kind of make traps to get out but so they watch the weather closely when they fly in yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Like said, it's, it's, it's a lot like Alaska, where it's you can yeah. get in trouble in a hurry, so they're always watching the weather. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. So it sounds like a tar with the with archery equipment is no small feat. Like it's it's you really gotta you gotta put in some serious effort to get it done. Yeah, I mean, from what I'd seen, you know, when I go back, like it's probably gonna be a week or ten days. You know, get dropped off with a chopper and then just backpack from there. And the outfitter I went with, um, Simon Hopkins, it's, he, uh, he runs Cardrona Outfitters. Um, it's not something he normally does. I think he used to, and you probably know from guiding goat hunters, you know, we have guys come in and as soon as the weather blows in, they're pulling out the inreach and they want to go home. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So he's just, got, he's gotten away from doing it, but he, we got to know each other and he said, yeah, come back and, you know, and we'll do it. Yeah. So, I'm looking forward uh, that's to That's going to be killer. That's going to be killer. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I've heard from a few guys that New Zealand, that essentially there's no hunting regulations. No. And you can like show up, like I, I've heard it's hard to get a gun in the country, but you could fly there with your bow, rent a car and just go, go hunting. Like you don't need a license. You don't need a guide. Like I could literally book a ticket to New Zealand tomorrow, take my bow and just go hunting. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's really, yeah, it's really unique. I mean, and there's a lot of logistics, especially if you were going to go over and tar hunt. Yeah. Um, It would be beneficial to know somebody, right. To know where to, where to head to and put you in touch with the right chopper pilot, that type of thing. But now that I've done it, I mean, for sure, I feel, confident to go you just there. Go do it. Yeah. Yeah. To go do it for sure. Yeah. Are there, there are certain areas that they don't allow choppers. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah. I know there's it seems like a I heard call. that once that there's some no chopper areas where if you wanted to get serious about backpacking that you could like potentially get into some animals that maybe aren't so skittish. Right. And are so hard hunted, you know? Yeah. I, I think I'd heard that, but I, I, it's been years since I had the conversation. So I'm trying to remember. Yeah. That sounds cool. Like yeah, that sounds, that, <laughs> I don't that know. That would be an adventure. 
for that sure. That would be that would be yeah. incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And the but it sounds like it sounds like what's that? Yeah. The the people over there are great. The Kiwis are awesome. I mean, as far as like finding yeah. somebody that would be willing to help you out, I don't think that'd be a stretch. You know, they're just really? they're super friendly, super down to earth people. Yeah. So That's yeah, cool. it's kind of makes it hard to leave, you know. It's everything's beautiful, everybody's nice. Man, you know, yeah. you can bow on it year round. It's like well, what am I going home for? <laughs> what else what else did you do while you were there uh other than hunt we just did some some sightseeing stuff took a, a boat tour out into the yeah. fjords on the tasman sea and um no fishing yeah, a little bit of fishing yeah we did go I've heard the fishing fishing insane. yeah we didn't hit it on a very good day apparently but yeah i know i've got some buddies that are big fly yeah. fishermen that have gone over there a couple times and yeah it's it's supposed to be about you know like they say about the best trout fishing in the world i think yeah Man, like I'm real, like I'm not a big like international hunter, like because North America to me is like I, I don't even know like my goals in North America. I don't think they're even possible in a lifetime. So I'm like I don't have time to go anywhere else, you know. But right. like you're all this like you like it, my my head's turning right now. Like gosh, I got to get to New Zealand. This sounds incredible. Yeah, for sure. That's you're not going to be bow hunting hardly anything else here the time of year that you know that it's the that's best over there. So yeah. that's a really good point. Do you're saying like March, <laughs> March is kind of the time to be there. Yeah, March. I think like March, April, and May. That's you know everything's backwards, so that's their fall. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Dang, that's 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 incredible. So so somebody wanting to go, what, I mean, obviously buying a plane ticket and renting a car is probably not the best option. What what would you recommend? How would somebody go about like researching it and figuring out like where to go and who to hunt with? Uh, I mean, just contacting the different outfitters, like I said, especially if you're going to do some of the lower country stuff, you know, making sure it's the right fit. You know, there's a lot of places that are, that are high fence places that are maybe not very big where you're yeah. going to really feel like it's a high fence place or, you know, yeah. and there's a lot of five-star lodges with chefs and the whole nine yards. And if that's your cup of tea, you know, that's, that's great. Yeah. But you know, like I said, you know, Simon, who we hunted with is just, you know, it was like hunting camp, you know, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was the kind of stuff I like to do. Yeah. So the, um, and I guess, and obviously there are people who like bow hunting and people that don't as right. far as the outfitters. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I imagine it's tricky, really tricky to find somebody who really wants to hunt tar with a bow. I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, Simon is, he's a bow hunter, you know, but it's, Mm -hmm. he was reluctant about it. You know, I think just, you know, he gets, you know, so many horror stories and, you know, guys, guys that can't shoot and it's just, you know, it's more of a headache for him than it's worth. Right. I mean, it's mountain hunting is tricky. You know, I mean, you get into those steep cliffs and you get all these angles and long shots and you know, you're, you're having to shoot quickly because you're skylining yourself. I mean, there's, there's so much that goes into that. And, and if you get somebody who's only hunted out of a tree stand and they say, I want to go tar hunting with my bow, like it's going to be a challenge. I'm not saying it can't be done, but it's going to be a challenge. Right. And then, you know, then the whole, like, like you said, you, you're pretty much going to have to backpack a week to get it done. Right. That's, yeah, then you that's got really bad weather, exposure from weather and heights and cliffs. Right. And, and all of a sudden you're like, man, I could be in a helicopter with a rifle right now. Right. <laughs> right. And, and people start like, why? And then the guide probably is like, yeah, no kidding. So could I. Right. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's probably like part of the reason why he's gone away from doing them, you know, and especially yeah. like I said, when he gets, you know, when most of the guys that show up and you go in and they drop in the first time the weather gets nasty, you know, mm. they're ready to, to pack up and head home and call the chopper. It's, yeah. you know, it's yeah. just, it's tough on them. Well, you know, at uh, Bull and Lewis, which you mentioned, uh, was it your dad or your father-in-law? Uh, my father-in-law. Your father-in-law hunted father-in-law. goats with us at Bull and Lewis. Yeah. Back when we were running yeah. the goat operation, but you know, of like we would book, you know, 90, 90% of our hunters were, were bow hunters, right? Like said they were bow hunters and right. at least half of those guys, at least half would bring a rifle. And then that's the first, first sign, right? The fact, I mean, they're bringing a bow and a rifle. Right. And so, you know, where this is going to go, you know, and yeah. after a couple of days and bad weather and, and getting beat up and cold and wet and miserable and that rifle starts looking amazing. Right. Yeah. And that's how it goes. And which is fine. It's fine. You know, that's, let's see. uh, There's a, there's, there's saying about sheep hunting that Burns, Brendan Burns says something like, um, if, if you want to kill a sheep with a bow, don't bring a rifle. And if you want to kill a sheep, don't bring a bow. Right. Or something like that. I mean, it, it's, you know, it's true. Like if you really, really, it's meaning like if this is a once in a lifetime thing and I have got to kill my sheep, then don't even bring your bow, just get it done. Right. But if you really right. want to kill a sheep with a bow, then don't bring the rifle. Cause it's not going to happen. It's too yeah. much of a temptation. You've already sort of like in the back of your mind, you started that you've started down that slope. So that's, what's going to happen. So why waste everybody's time? Right. Yeah, exactly. But it's interesting. So what, what's, um, if you go back in 26, what else are you going to hunt? Just tar? I'd, I'd hunt salad here again. That was so much fun. Yeah. I mean, I could have done that for two weeks. <laughs> it was just, yeah. you know, getting that many stocks in. It was just, so, it was just so much fun, you know, and they're still not. Did you kill several? I only killed one. We, I could have okay. killed a few. My dad was on a stock. And I was, I stayed up high and was glassing and an absolute giant came down the ridge and he stops at 40 yards. And I'm like, oh, I'm not. and my dad's getting close at that point. I'm like, I'm not going to be that guy. We've got two blood trails zigzagging, you know, across the mountain. You had your boat with you too. And, oh yeah. Sitting right oh, next man. to me. And he I had no clue I was there. But it, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was cool. Me and my dad just kind of took turns, you know, he'd go on a stock or, you know, he'd go on a couple. Okay. I need a break. Yeah. You know, he'd, he'd sit back and watch and then go on. But yeah, we, it was a blast. It was an absolute blast. Awesome. Sounds super fun, Tyler. What else, what else you got going coming up? You have any, any fun hunts, um, outside of Michigan you're, you're going on this year or next year? Yeah, I've got, I do. I do a lot of hunting outside of Michigan. I, I hardly hunt here. I usually only hunt here oh, for really? a, few, okay. a few weeks in October and then late in the year, you know, December, yeah. January timeframe. Um, yeah, the next time I'm actually going to NWT uh, for Dahl in oh, August. For you. So, like, they, yeah, great. who you hunting with? Uh, Stan Stevens. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, a good buddy of mine guides guides for them. Elijah okay, Anderson. Nice. Yeah, look him up. Okay. Yeah, there okay. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's fantastic. Like, there, man. Big biggest hunt of my life. I'm I'm beyond excited. It's been I've wanted to kill a doll sheep with a bow since I was a little kid. So, yeah, buddy. It's I'm anxious. <laughs> yeah. So what are you, are you gonna bring a rifle? No, I'm taking a bow. 
Okay, you're following the rule, huh? <laughs> yeah, not taking a vote. Yeah, uh, nice. Well, good luck to you, Tyler. I, that's I, that's going to be I appreciate awesome. it. I'm yeah, I'm also yeah. playing August first as well in uh, okay. in the Yukon. Okay, awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah I know from seventh, my seventh try. Okay, yeah, I know from listening to the podcast, you've done a bunch of them, and you're picky. I'm not going to be picky. <laughs> no, I, I highly recommend that you're not picky. It's a really bad yeah. choice. Yeah, <laughs> very bad choice. So, anyway, but it's going to be a blast. So you, you're going to be there August first. Is that what you said? Uh, no, I'm going later in August. Uh, later August, in August. Yeah, August 24th. If I'm starting. Okay. So August into September. Yeah. You can have a caribou tag. It's uh, potential. Yeah. 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 But I'm I'm focused on sheep. I want to kill yeah. sheep with my bow. Like that's that's the focus. There's some jaw dropping caribou up there though. Yeah, I know. I'm sure. I'm sure. As soon as I oh, <laughs> I get tempted, I'll I will change my tune. But oh man, those mountain caribou are insane. That's yeah. I I uh, I need to book. I need to book um and mountain caribou hunt in Northwest Territories for sure. I've hunted them a lot, but not not there. So I, that's that's the spot though. That's yeah. Well, good luck to you with good. that and everything else. It sounds like it sounds like you know how to have fun, man. I try. I try. I've kind of built my built my life around bow hunting more or less. So that's it's kind of tied into everything I do. So well, let's do a podcast after you kill your sheep and talk about it. That would be awesome. That All would right. be awesome. All right. What so, bow are you taking? Uh I'm taking the same bow I took to New Zealand. So I've got the RX7 Ultra. And then okay. I I just picked up uh, a VTM 34 and that new yeah. battle worn gray for a backup. Yeah. Um, going well, as far I just tell you, you better be careful. Those VTMs, they, they, they'll take the number one spot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm like, I've only had it about a week and I've been so busy. I haven't had that much time to tinker with it. I got yeah. just initial setup and I've only shot it really a handful of times, but I'm liking it so far. I love my venoms, man. I've had, I'm on my third one or whatever. And I, and I, like I shoot the RX, I shoot the carbons. I don't know why I always come back to the venom. It just, yeah, oh, I love that bow. Yeah. The VTM yeah. is really good. I'm leaving tomorrow on a hunt too. So see. Oh, nice. Where are you going? Uh, I'm going to Saskatchewan. Oh, okay. Right on. Yeah, bear hunting. So. Nice. So, all right. Well, let's, Very let's cool. on, a, on a podcast this fall talking about your, your big cranker Ram you killed. All right. I hope so, man. Good yeah. luck to you up there. Yeah. So. Thanks, man. Yeah. Hopefully we can both compare, compare stories. That would, yeah. That would be awesome. All right. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks for joining the podcast. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. Have a good one. Hey, everybody. We hope you enjoyed that story from the season. We at Hoyt want to hear your interesting, crazy stories that happened this season. If you've got one, head over to the Hoyt tagged out Instagram page and direct message us there. Just give us a little summary of what happened to you. And we're going to be choosing listeners to have on the podcast to tell their story from the season. So head over to Hoyt tagged out direct message us what happened to you this season. And hopefully we'll get you here on the podcast. (laughs) 